The Coffee People podcast is presented by Rostar Coffee Packaging. Rostar is the digital printing company that makes high-quality custom-printed packaging for coffee products that will make even the smallest roasters look like a really, really big deal. At Rostar.com, you'll learn how quickly and easily they can take you from a quote to a stellar-looking coffee package, enabling you to live out your packaging dreams. If you are a coffee roaster looking to upgrade your coffee bags, go to Rostar.com. Link in the Coffee People Podcast's show notes. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to another Specialty Coffee Association Expo bonus episode of the Coffee People Podcast, which, as you already know, is part of the Roast West Coast Coffee Network and is presented by Roastar Coffee Packaging. I'm Ryan Wolt, and this is the show where we engage with coffee industry people in an effort to uplift the community of craft coffee. Basically, I ask people, why do you do this? How did you get here? Why do you love coffee? What have you learned? And most importantly, what are you drinking today? Of course, we, and by we I mean I, occasionally go out to get a cup of coffee. Two weeks ago, we dropped our Specialty Coffee Association bonus episode number one, go check that out, with clips of a bunch of guests we met on the Friday of the annual event. And today, I'll be sharing some clips from Saturday and Sunday. Overall, I had a great time, both at the expo and in Portland. I always enjoy my time in the City of Roses. I ride my bike, I get coffee, I enjoy a beer, and inevitably I get rained on. All of that happened on this trip, but luckily, all the coffee kept me warm. There was plenty of really good stuff, really good beans, really good coffee at the convention center, but I still made a point to visit a bunch of local shops. So shout out to Case Study Coffee, Great North, Alberta Press, and 26 Cafe, just to name a few. Now that I'm home, I'm having a bit of a letdown not having a new neighborhood to explore every day. Thankfully, my coffee friends at Steady State Roasting are nearby to pick me back up. This podcast, Coffee People, is between seasons. Not that you would know, as we've dropped like four new episodes in five weeks. But on break, we are. We're gearing up for season eight of Coffee People, and season two of the Coffee Smarter podcast. If you're wanting to make a better cup of coffee at home, search out that show on your favorite listening platform, or just go to roastwestcoast.com while you're listening to the following audio of me chatting with Giselle Lara Arredondo of Roust in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Yeah, so my name is Giselle Lara Arredondo, and I'm here representing Roust, um, which is a coffee shop deli in Cambridge, Massachusetts. I have to admit, I looked at your name tag, I thought your last name was... Arredondo Roast, Lara Arredondo Roast. Wow, yeah. that would be kind of cool because, yeah. like, that's yeah, a long my name. name, yeah, and also a super long name. It's already a really long name, but. <laughs> so, you are representing Roust. What is it that you do there? So, I manage and I do a lot of the education and training for the entire company, essentially. Very cool. Yeah. Why is coffee something that's important in your life? Besides Please. the fact that you work in coffee. Yeah, well, yeah, it is my livelihood, it's how I make it through this world. 
um, financially, but also I guess I love coffee um, probably since college, which I feel like is in when most people really get addicted to caffeine. I really actually got curious about coffee and specialty coffee, and so I took like a part-time job at just like a small like local independent place, and they trained me really well, which I think is like why I've been really interested in education and training, because I had such a good experience from that, and I learned so much that I was like, wow, coffee is so cool. Like it's this plant that is grown, you know, kind of all over the world, and there's all these different points at which different people sort of interact with this product. You know, at the same time, it can be really expensive and for the elite, but also like the common everyday person like interacts with it. And yeah, I think it connects people in that way. Sure, coffee is for the people. Yeah, you know? exactly. Uh, I'm always impressed by how many, when you, you, you mentioned how many hands touch it. Whenever yeah. I drink a cup of coffee, it's not just me and the barista that had this experience. Yeah, exactly. When you go out to get a cup of coffee at a new coffee shop in Portland tomorrow, what are you going to order? Espresso. Perfect. So yeah. Easy peasy. <laughs> my drink of choice, yes. Uh, I should also ask, so that was my second to last question. Okay. Last question is, uh, any other coffee uh, businesses, roasteries, coffee shops besides Roast yeah. that you want to shout out? Absolutely. We use Broadsheet Coffee Roasters, also based in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Um, they're pretty small. They were started there, I think it was like about two, two, three years ago. And Aaron is the kind of owner founder roaster and Marty has been really integral and in just growing and kind of getting the word out about them. But I really love them and um, Square One Coffee based in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. So we use both of those roasters at Roast. After that chat with Giselle in the press room, I took to the convention center's vendor floor and interviewed passersby at the Roastar Packaging Expo booth. You can hear the energy exuding from the thousands of highly caffeinated attendees in the background. My interview started on an international note when I was joined by Tandeep of Twiga Coffee. Of course, uh, my name is Tandeep and I'm uh, working with Twiga Coffee. So we were lucky enough to be invited with Fairtrade and we've been uh, doing some cup cupping and some tasting with them. That's awesome. Tandeep, why do you love coffee? Well, actually, funny enough, I grew up around coffee. I'm originally from Kenya, so we grew up around some like, coffee farms. So I think you could say coffee is in my veins, essentially. <laughs> but just, you know, I love the, how it's grown, the taste, and just the science behind coffee, I think, is just fascinating. When you go to a coffee shop that you've never been to, what do you order? I usually go for a cappuccino. Um, I, I like uh, more of the fruitier kind of coffee blends uh, mm -hmm. with the berry citrus taste in them. Very cool. Yeah. And you said, can you tell us one more time the name of your company and where, where are you located? Yeah, so the name of our company is Twiga Coffee. Twiga means uh, giraffe in Swahili, uh, kind of uh, going back to my Kenyan roots. And uh, part of that means that we give 10% to wildlife conservation. Oh, wow. And uh, we're located in Sacramento. Uh, but we sell, you know, nationwide, and we're lucky enough to have uh, Roastar as uh, our bag uh, manufacturer, so really happy with that as well. As always, I'll share all the links from today's episode in the show notes and on RoastWestCoast.com. My next guest was Holly of Tequani Design, and she shared her thoughts on how coffee tells a story. Awesome. My name is Holly Schmiedeskamp, and I work for Tikwani Design Company out of Denver, Colorado. My question for you is why is coffee important to you? 
but coffee is so important because it tells a story. And I think, you know, people are made of stories and I think coffee is such a great way to connect with people over their stories. But then also I love hearing about the origin. You know, I love to hear specifically meeting producers and hearing, you know, how long they've been involved in coffee, you know, why people are importing or exporting, you know, and then also roasters, like, are a very passionate group of people. And so I just think it's a beautiful beverage and it connects people over story. That was perfect. Thank you. My next question, and the most important one. Yes. If you go to a coffee shop you've never been to, right. what do you order? I start with black coffee. Like, I have a pepperoni pizza rule. If you try a new pizza, you have to get a pepperoni pizza because that's the baseline. So when I order coffee, I want a black coffee. And you go from there. Go from there. I lied. I have one more question. Yeah, bring it on. Tell us the name of the company you're working for again. Okay. And if you could, how can design tell a story about a coffee company? Oh, goodness. Okay. So, Tiquani Design Company. And we, specifically with coffee, we're like, you have a beautiful thing here. And we want to make the outside just as beautiful as your product. So, we want to know your story, know what you're passionate about, and help your dream come alive in a visual representation. Because often, you consume first with your eyes. So, if it looks beautiful, you've already set off on the right foot. So... I've actually had a chance to follow up with Holly and Tequani's creative director, Charles Carpenter, in the days since the expo. For them, it starts with the story, and most coffee stories start with the producers. Taylor and Rhea of Portland Coffee Roasters came next with a different perspective. My name is Taylor Smith. I work at Portland Coffee Roasters in the PDX airport, and I'm here because I love Coffee. I love coffee. I love innovation in coffee, coffee technology. I think it's crazy all the stuff people come up with, and then it's delicious. I'm Rhea, and I also work in the same coffee shop as Taylor yes, here. And I've gotten exposed to coffee relatively recent, but like in the last one year. But just like the way the industry formulates and the way it shifts continuously. I find that like in certain markets, I feel like it could be expanded more and also mixed with other details. So like I'm actually pursuing my um, degree in that kind of alignment. Yeah, I'm also here because like I just want more exposure to like the different kinds of farms and also the way the industry is going. So I feel like this would give me really good insight because you know it's the World Expo. When you go to a coffee shop that's not your own, what do you order? I usually check out their seasonal menu and hopefully that kind of displays whatever they're standing for. And then if that doesn't look good, I will get a black iced Americano and uh, some sort of pastry, probably a cookie. I used to call that my barista lunch in college. I love that. Snickerdoodle and a black iced Americano. It's, it's good carbs benefit. for the day. And what do you, what do you drink? Um, typically I go for the teas because I'm also a big tea drinker, but any, I'm a big flavor person too, so any new flavor I find interesting or I haven't tried, I also go for that. Um, but yeah, matcha or an iced tea or a black tea. Saturday was non-stop at the Roastar booth with guests stopping by continuously, including Nick Walton of Flag and Wire Coffee of McMindle, Oregon, and then Sarah and her infant Ollie. I better come up with something good. Let me think. My name is Nick Walton, and I work for Flag and Wire Coffee in McMinnville, O.R. I'm sorry, and where? In McMinnville, Oregon. McMinnville, Oregon. Yeah. That's hard to say. We're like about an hour from here, kind of on the way to the coast. Very cool. Yeah. Uh, Nick, why do you like coffee? Why is coffee important to you? Coffee's important to me because it's paid all my bills and helped me raise my children for over 15 years. That that's is a very pragmatic answer. That's the thing I love the most about it. <laughs> yeah. 
Well, then let me ask you the most important question okay. I have for anyone. All right. Which is when you go to a coffee shop you've never been to. Yeah. What do you order? I order an eight ounce Americano. If I've never been there before, I order an eight ounce Americano. If it's good, I'll have an espresso. Okay. I'll have an espresso. I usually stay away from milk-based drinks, but if I'm feeling saucy and if the pitcher rinser looks clean, then I'll have a little cappuccino sometimes. <laughs> My name is Sarah Ubelhart, and I'm a uh, coffee roaster and cafe owner of Zocalo Coffee in uh, San Leandro and Oakland, California. Oh, wonderful. I'm yeah. at Carlsbad, California myself. Oh, oh. Hey, love it. Oh, and this is Ollie. He's Hi, a, Ollie. Yeah. Nice to meet you. He's our timekeeper. <laughs> My question for you then is, yeah. obviously you're in the industry and you're an owner. Why is coffee important to you? Coffee is important to me oh, because it has this incredible, magical ability to bring people together. And when they get together, they can create really awesome things. So I love that. that's why I love it. When you go to a coffee shop that's not your own, okay. you've never been, what okay. do you order? I always have a moment of panic because I, I have a go-to drink at my own shop. When I go other places, I'm all like, oh, sh what am I going to get? <laughs> so usually an oat milk cappuccino. Oat milk cappuccino. Yeah. What's the go-to at your own shop? Uh, espresso. Espresso. Yeah. Yeah, awesome. yeah, yeah. Well, thank you so much thank for being you. on the show. Thank you. And have a great rest of the show. It was both Ollie and I's first expo. But I doubt it will be our last, because coffee brings people together. And when people come together, they can create really awesome things, which makes us want to get together again. My next guests were Sarah and Lita, who arrived on behalf of the farmers at the Panama Geisha vendor booth. My name's Sarah and Lita. Yeah, we're here for the Panama Geisha booth, okay. and we're here for the Hacienda Barbara's farm and the Black Moon farm. And why do you love coffee? <laughs> it's just amazing in every in every single way. <laughs> yeah, and I'm fifth generation coffee farmer. Wow, so it's a family. Yeah, exactly. It's a farm. That's family awesome. Thing. What is your favorite type of coffee to drink? Well, Geisha because. We produce that, and, yeah. <laughs> That's a good reason. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. Coffee is pretty amazing in every way. And I thought it was pretty cool that Sarah was a fifth-generation coffee farmer. David Kramer of Scolari Engineering stopped by next, and now that I think about it, may have planted the seed in my subconscious to start planning a visit to Atlanta, Georgia. Uh, my name is David Kramer. I work with Scolari Engineering. We make coffee roasters. Oh, that's just so, like a small thing that people do. Yeah. <laughs> so I, uh, I grew up with a mother who drank coffee every morning, so I knew it was time to get up when you'd smell the fresh coffee uh, going, and I thought if I got in the coffee industry, my mom would have better coffee to drink. That's a so, very uh, lovely sentiment. It have. is. It is. And she's funny. She goes, you know, I don't appreciate all of these great coffees. She goes, I had milk and sugar to pretty much all of my coffees. It was her caffeine delivery system for having six kids. <laughs> but uh, over the years, she's gotten much better coffee. And I feel better about it that she's drinking good coffee. The baseline so, has risen way up. It really has. But uh, at the end of the day, she dr still drinks it all day long. And so uh, never has a problem sleeping after drinking coffee. So, That's so yeah, so I, I got into it. What, a, uh, what about you? What do you drink? Um, wow. If you go to a new coffee shop, you've never been, you got to order something. 
what do you get? Um, I'll look to see what they have. Um, I do like the Ethiopians. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am a traditional Colombia guy, so uh, a good Colombia mix is always good for me. The Hawaiian coffee I've had has been wonderful. Uh, I was in Jamaica, and I had some Jamaica Blue Mountain, and it was a good medium roasted coffee. Uh, I like all the nuances. So I do try coffees anywhere I go. And then I ask, what do you have that's different? What do you have that, that's new? Some of the Central American um, coffees I really like. So I've had some very good coffees from Guatemala, from Costa Rica. Mm-hmm. Um, here, the, the Panamanian Geisha is here. And uh, every morning walking through, it's like I know I'm <laughs> going to stop by their booth. And it's been wonderful coffee. And Scolari is based out of Milan, Italy. So I've been over to Italy. You get to know what Italian espresso is all about. Um, and it has a, they, they like it to have a robusta component, but it also gives you a little higher caffeine. Mm. So I say it keeps me going a little, little stronger during the day. A, a good Italian espresso is always just wonderful to keep the day going. And uh, I tend to uh, be one of those people who burns the candle at both ends. So um, I need my coffee, and even during the daytime, if you hit that lull where you need another pick-me-up, just a a quick espresso shot, if I didn't get any sleep the night before, it might be a quad. (laughs) (laughs) So I think we can agree David pretty much likes everything coffee. Stay tuned, and you'll hear more from him about Atlanta and maybe America's best cold brew a little bit later. We have a few guests left to go, including Matt from Blue Kotai Coffee Roasters, Christy Dean, the founder of Drip Through Coffee Works, and Kelly of Ada Coffee House, who hails from my old Pittsburgh neighborhood of Bloomfield. Uh, my name is Matt Chitranjan. I'm here representing Blue Tokai Coffee Roasters. And where are you from, Matt? India. Welcome. Thank you. To the SEA Portland. Uh, my question for you is, why is coffee important to you? Uh, one is, it drives my whole day. I can't start my morning without it. But two, it's the business that I'm in, and supports the livelihood of another thousand people that, that work for our company. Wow, that's crazy. What brought you to this particular SEA Portland event? I've been to the ones in Europe before and I heard that the one in the US is a lot bigger and better. So Has I wanted the, to come check it out. Is that true in your opinion or no? No, it's a it's a <laughs> lie. Yeah. It's the same. It's not we, smaller, but it's the same. We, yeah. Well my question my last question for you is if you go to a coffee shop this weekend, what are you gonna order? I'll get a pour over. Pour over. Yeah. Any particular uh, origin or anything you look for? Uh, I look for something that's light and fruity. Light and fruity. My name is Christy Dean. The name of our coffee shop is Drip Through Coffee. It's two tiny little drive-throughs in Atlanta, hoping hoping to open more soon. One's by the airport, one's just south of Atlanta. Very cool. We and work uh, with a local roaster out of Georgia, Cafe Campesino. Fairtrade, organic. Why do you love coffee? Why is it? Why get into this business where it's so hard? No, coffee's fun. <laughs> well, why do you love coffee? I drink it all day. I, you know, it's a it's a conversation piece. You know, people can can connect over coffee, and you know, there's a community involved. And yes, exactly. So, when you go to a coffee shop that's new to you this weekend, what are you going to order? An Americano. Black. Black Americano. <laughs> Black. You know, you got to taste the coffee. <laughs> <laughs>
This is going to be very easy, I promise. Yeah. Let's start with what's your name and who are you here uh, representing? Cool, yeah. My name, Kelly. I'm representing Otta Coffee and Tea House from Pittsburgh. Oh, really? Yeah. Uh, I used to live in Bloomfield. No way! Small we world. have a shop in Bloomfield, like Garfield area. Yeah, perfect. Very yeah. cool. So, what is it that you love about coffee? I love, like, just, like, the community, all the friends, like, just meeting people. I think that's great. Like, all my best friends I've met in coffee. When you are out this weekend, you go to a new coffee shop, Yeah. what do you order? I order a drip coffee or a Corsado. <laughs> and when I come back to Pittsburgh, what should I order at your shop? You should order the Shadyside Sunrise. It's pineapple juice topped with espresso. Michael from Red Rooster stopped by to remind me that coffee is the gateway to life. Okay, my name is Michael Torres and I'm representing uh, Roaster, Roosters Coffee and I'm also an executive chef expanding my line and getting ready to open up a brick and mortar coffee cool. shop. That's insane, but very cool. And retired on top of that. <laughs> Somehow those things don't seem to go together. You know what, people say, you know, you got one life to live. I don't want to sit home and watch it on TV. I got my own life to live. You know, no money, no honey. <laughs> well, my question for you is, why do you love coffee? Coffee, well, coffee is a gateway to friendships, uh, relationships, and life in general. I mean, coffee is a way of life. I grew up as a Caribbean person uh, with coffee. I think my mom uh, uh, used coffee in my bottle instead of cereal. You know, I'll drink a couple of shots of uh, espresso at night, and I'm good to go. I'm sleeping like a baby. <laughs> That was the end of my Saturday. Sunday at the Specialty Coffee Association Expo felt a bit more subdued. The caffeine was still flowing, but the vendor floor had thinned out some. I took advantage of the break in the action to talk to Roastar's own Amber Zink and ask former podcast guest Nick Schmidt about Roastar's new recyclable coffee bean cylinders. On behalf of SCA for sponsoring. Oh, oh that's very nice. It's great, right? Well, my question then is just what has SCA been like for you? It's been amazing. It's been really cool to be here and be able to showcase our new booth. We were in Boston last year, um, and this year we really upgraded, so it's been super fun to show that off, show off our new products. We've met with a ton of new customers, which is truly the highlight. So from um, our current customers that we serve, you know, to get to meet them in person is just, there's nothing like it. And then to get to meet new people who we'll get to work with over the next year is pretty awesome. Awesome. And I should have asked your name to start with oh. and who you work for. Yeah, my name is Amber Zink. I work for <laughs> Roastar. I'm the sales and service manager. I've been with Roastar for about two years now, but in the coffee game for about 20. Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't know that. What were you doing in coffee before this? I started as a barista right out of high school, so I immediately just <laughs> aged myself. But uh, <laughs> I was a barista for a couple of years and then kept moving up throughout the coffee industry, ran a lot of coffee shops. Um, but was ready to kind of take a step back from the big corporate world and help serve coffee, the coffee community in a different way. So. Well, then you should really have a good answer for this next question and the last question. Most important, when you go to a new coffee shop, what do you order? Ooh, that is a good question. I'm an iced coffee drinker myself, so uh, depending on what kind of coffee they'll brew, they're brewing, I'll get a nitro or a cold brew or an iced coffee. Uh, that's usually my go-to. Awesome. Well, congrats on surviving three days of this insanity. <laughs> my feet are killing me, but it's good. <laughs> What's the story with this thing? Well, it's uh, it looks cooler. Um, it's, it's curbside recyclable. 
Oh, that's cool. So that is cool. Um, Unlike a bag with a liner, you can't. Yeah. Um, our new recyclable material is going to be store drop-off, which is still exciting. It's a step in the right direction, but I mean, these and those to be able to drop them off in the like on the curb is huge. In the end, I stood in the middle of the floor and took it all in. Okay, so this is it. I am going to be leaving the Expo Hall at SEA 2023 in Portland for the last time. And I'm going to be walking past green coffee importers and packaging companies and coffee roasters and more stickers than you could shake a stick at. It has been an overwhelming couple of days. Uh, open to close, nonstop coffee. And it's been pretty awesome. An event like this is a great reminder of how amazing the people in coffee are and how many of them are and how we are all so connected. I'm looking forward to taking a nap and then getting to work, breaking down all the content from this weekend. But whoever's out there listening to this show, thank you for loving coffee. Thank you for listening to Coffee People or Coffee Smarter or Coffee With or Roast West Coast and just giving a shit about the coffee that's in your cup. I appreciate you, and I know everybody here at this event appreciates you. Oh man, I need a cup of coffee. My first expo was way more than I ever expected. I only have one regret from my weekend in Portland, and that was that I missed out on the coffee tattoos being offered for free in the Melkonig Burr Grinder booth. I don't currently have any coffee tattoos, but I think that might change. Thank you for joining me on this special bonus episode of Coffee People. Check out Roast West Coast for all the links and the updated SCA Expo event diary. Thank you to the Specialty Coffee Association, to Portland, and to the flight crew at Alaska who hooked me up with an extra mini bottle to add to my coffee on the way home. As for the break we're supposed to be on, I swear it's going to happen. There will be no new show next week, but after that we'll be off and running. We're kicking off Season 8 of Coffee People by chatting with our new coffee friend, Richard Messino of Rancho Delfino Coffee Farm in Carpinteria, California. Until then, check out some of our other new content features, like the Designer Showcase on RoastWestCoast.com, where you'll find interviews with the artists behind your favorite coffee bag designs. And stay tuned for the soon-to-drop Crossings Coffee Corner, in which we get coffee smarter in bite-sized increments, with Alden Hazuri, the founder and head roaster of one of our industry partners, Crossings Coffee. Those industry partners are pretty great. In addition to Roastar and Crossings and Steady State, who I've already shouted out, I want to thank Camp Coffee Company, Coffee Cycle Roasting, Hasea Coffee Source, Ignite Coffee Company, Morea Coffee, First Light Whiskey, Cape Horn Coffee Importers, Zumbar Coffee and Tea, Ascend Coffee Roasters, Moster Coffee Company, and our newest industry partner, Ascento Coffee Roasters. This episode of the Coffee People podcast, which is part of the Roast West Coast Coffee Network, is, was, has been written, produced, and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. I hope that this episode has found you happy, healthy, and with at least a thread of sanity left, enabling you to make it through the day. Always tip your baristas and be sure to drink good coffee.
on the cold brew coffee, uh, there's a local roaster in Atlanta called Phoenix Roasters, mm -hmm. and they do a cold brew nitro that's amazing. And so my problem is that it's like been the favorite one I've had anywhere in the country. So then I'm comparing every other cold brew I have to that cold brew. And it's probably not fair to other cold brews because it's like it, it meets all of my requirements. And then it's only half a mile from my house, fresh on a nitro tap. So it's easy to get. So that consistency, that the flavors that you like. And it's I, I don't drink cold brew every day, but it, it's a nice change of pace. And then, especially in the summertime in Atlanta, a nice cold brew can really replace that hot coffee. Now, I, I grew up in Chicago, so in the wintertime, you needed the coffee for the warmth as much as for the caffeine. So, but I appreciate the time. No, thank um, you. It sounds to me like you are following in the footsteps of your mom, coffee from morning until night. Well, I, I tend not to drink coffee late at night, um, I will, if I finish a dinner and they're offering an espresso or a cappuccino, I will do one. And it usually doesn't bother me, but I did, I did find the day of, I had a cup of, or a pot and a half of coffee. My hand was shaking so hard that I was going like, what's wrong? I said, well, how much coffee? It's like, only a pot and a half. And I said, well, maybe you need to dial it back a little. So it's like, so since then, I, I, I limit myself to less coffee. But I do a 16-ounce coffee, so it's really, I can't say that it's one cup. Yeah. And then if you go to Germany, they serve it to you four ounces at a time. So then really it's almost four cups of coffee to get just that sufficient. You know, by, by the end of the morning, I, I've at least had that in my system, and it, it keeps me going. But with the time changes and everything else, it's really helped with international travel, too. Good. So whether you're in Italy or Germany, there's a, a, a show coming up at Interpac. Mm -hmm. in uh, two weeks so I'll be in Germany for that but then you fly overnight so it's like the next day you know it's gonna be a coffee day so this podcast is a listener and reader supported creative effort some amazing listeners and readers have chosen the paid subscription to the Roast West Coast newsletter, which you can find on roastwestcoast.com. They are part of a growing community of people who appreciate craft coffee, learning about coffee, and being inspired by the guests on this show. The show doesn't survive without their support. So if you are able, and this show has been going pretty well with your morning mug of your favorite cup of coffee, please subscribe to the paid newsletter at roastwestcoast.com. Thank you for listening. Thank you for subscribing, and thank you for drinking good coffee.